1: Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Ceccia. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam and then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, welcome back to another episode of The Next Generation. Hope you're having a splendid day. Today I have an exciting interview to share with you with Lorenzo Grifalco of Grifalco Winery in Basilicata, particularly in Potenza. It's a beautiful family winery um, producing the area's most famous grape, amongst others, Alianico. And diving into the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 book, we're going to give you a few hot details about this grape baby. Uh, It's one of my favorite uh, red wine grapes. It produces some of the most beautiful wines, and it produces a wide variety of different wines, really depending on where it's grown. Um, And we'll definitely dive a bit into that with Lorenzo. But here's a few facts from the book that has all the grape facts, that you need Italian grape facts, particularly the Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0 book. So, Alianico is the primary red grape of the Campania and Basilicata regions. It has a genetic relationship with Syrah, Tyrol de Gaulle, Grain, and Pinot Noir. And as the area was ruled by the Kingdom of Spain, that area being Campania and Basilicata, amongst other regions in Italy, uh, southern Italy, uh, during the 15th and 16th centuries, Alianico's name likely derives from the Spanish Lano. It's translating to Plains. Interesting, I didn't know that. Known for its robust flavor profile, high tannins, and long aging potential, Alianico has a few biotypes. So we have Taurazi, Taburno, and Vulturé, and these are all very different wines from specific areas. Um, getting into a bit of their characteristics here, we have Taburno and Taurazi must contain eighty-five percent Alianico, while Vulturé must be hundred percent. Taurasi aliancos are produced in higher elevations and are more floral and aromatic. Um, the soil is calcareous and presents a finer, more delicate, linear style. Um, Taurazi is in the Irpinia region in Campania. Um, highly recommend visiting there. It is a gorgeous, gorgeous place. Um, you can drive there from the famous Amalfi coast, you know, diversify your trip and get some fresh air because it can get hot in the summer when you're going to those parts of Italy. Moving on. Uh, the aging requirements for Taurasi wines are a minimum of three years, including one in, year in barrel, and Reserva must age for four years, including 18 months in barrel. Now, moving to Taburno. Taburno is an area on a limestone massive, so a little different than Taurasi. It's an extension of the Apennine range with no volcanic influence. It is rainier and cooler, and these wines have pronounced acidity. Aging requirements are three years in barrel, while Reserva is three years, including twelve months in bottle. Finally, moving to the Volture region, which is located on an extinct volcano. That's pretty pretty wild. Which has been inactive for one hundred and seventy thousand years. Wow, its ridges and peaks resemble a, vul- a vulture, explaining the name. I almost wanted to say vulture and Voltura in the. <laughs> In the Italian pronunciation, but uh caught myself there. Uh Volture is a stratovolcano and the soil is a mix of clay and volcanic tuff. Its flavor profile is most intense of all the alianico, with more fruit, more acid, and higher tannins. So there you have it, Alianico can stand alone in bottle or mostly alone, but it also can be a great blending partner with montepulciano and Abruzzo Molise, Primitivo Napuglia and Piedirosso back to Campania. So a little bit about uh, Alianico Wines there. So let's dive into our interview with the wonderful, wonderful Lorenzo Rivalco.
2: All right, we are at Vinitaly, and we are here with Lorenzo of Rivalco. Ciao.
1: Ciao.
0: How's it going? Well, very well, I'm quite happy. Still in Italy so very busy, uh, lots of people, crowded, so it's fun. And uh, I prefer to be in the cellar
2: Of course, but
0: you have to sell the wine, so you have to be here.
2: Gotta pick and choose your battles, we all do. So, you were just telling me that, so you're based in Basilicata, but you are not from Basilicata. No. So tell us a little bit about your story.
0: I grew up in Montepulciano, Nobile, which is a really nice place to grow up when you're young. And my family had a winery there. And they sold the winery back in 2002 and my father decided he wanted to keep making wine because it was his love with his life and he decided to start again in Basilicata. It was a place that reminded him of Tuscany back when he got there, got there in the beginning of the 80s. So he moved to Basilicata at the beginning of 2000 and actually the first vintage was 2004. And he was in love with Aglianico since uh, the beginning. And he decided that he wanted to make just Aglianico. He went there many times looking for places to see and looking for good vineyards and good places. And he found uh, Venosa, the city where the wineries is right now. And bought many different vineyards around many different villages. Four of, four of them. And I studied enology school at university in uh, Piedmont. And followed the route of my father making the wines. And I have my brother Andrea who's the one in charge of the market. So he's the one traveling around, showing what we are doing and telling the story of our family. And you know, we've done pretty well since the beginning, so we're quite happy.
2: Super. So when did you know that you wanted to go in the wine direction?
0: I grew up in a winery. So of course I've been the first vineyard I planted was when I was six years old. So I was carrying my box with sand <laughs> to fill up the little vineyards and the hole. And my father was in front of me, and so I have this in my mind stuck here in my mind, which is one of the most beautiful things that I have. And uh, since then, it's been part of my life since the beginning. But you know, you, you feel like it was something that it was inside you, but you didn't choose to follow like something that was going to be your work. And then when I was 17, I spent a year in high school uh, in uh, Christchurch in New Zealand, uh, very far away from everything that was family and. Something that, I mean, very far away from everything I knew.
1: Wine to Wine Business Forum. Everything you need to get ahead in the world of wine. Supersize your business network. Share business ideas with the biggest voices in the industry. Join us in Verona on November 13 to 14, 2023. Tickets available now at wine2wine.net.
0: back uh so okay I think I, I missed I missed a lot of this and I wanna I wanna make it part of my life, part of my job. So that's wanna, so
2: cool. Yeah. So oh and in New Zealand, I mean that's another wine producing country. Wine region, whatever you want to call it. Wine is there. Sauvignon Blanc, everyone. If you didn't know, now you know. And sheep. Lots of sheep.
0: More than fifty million sheep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> do you I know this is totally off the wine talk, yeah. but like do you have any like Fun story to share about like the culture shock being in New Zealand.
0: New Zealand? Well, that's sports. I'm a sport guy, and New Zealand is sports and nature. That's that's the main thing. I mean, it's uh, it's like my second choice. If everything goes wrong here, there's still New Zealand. You can still go there.
2: Lorenzo disappears, he'll be in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it's, your uh, secret is out. It's <laughs> like uh, you have
0: a back door, a second door, you can use it. Even if, uh, you know, it, it's still something... It, it helps you having this in your mind because it helps you keep chasing dreams. Oh, keep yeah. uh, keep making more steps than you were maybe doing if you didn't have any other back door to use it. So you're more brave. Yes. To embrace life.
2: Absolutely. I know I feel that way because I obviously I'm not Italian. I'm from America. And I totally, Italy was that place. And I went and my dad, like whenever we talk, he's like, he's always joking. He's like, ah, my long lost daughter that ran away to the other side of the world. How are you doing today? I'm like, I warned you. I would leave. I I warned you. But no, I totally get it. Cause he opens, it keeps that like inspiration going. Like it makes you like, I always say the kind of like that rose tinted lenses. What is the rose colored lenses? Like when you look at life and it's more shiny when you have that place in your mind, you're like, okay, everything's a little shinier. Yes, you can do exactly. it super cool so for the wine's sake yes we can talk about New Zealand too we'll get back to that let's talk about Basilicata because now there's definitely some attention around Basilicata over the years we've seen but it's still again a region that's very much it's there getting getting we're always there we're trying yeah.
0: to move and get bigger I think Basilicata, especially Vulture, everybody that is in the wine business knows about. ayanico and Vulture. We need to get to the next step, so to go to the crowd, to all the people, the public. Vulture is an amazing place. It's uh, pure. It's an old agriculture, very pure. What's amazing about Vulture is that there is this incredible terroir blended with this amazing wine, which is ayanico, amazing grape, which is the best red grape you can find in South Italy. Uh, it's probably the same. It's comparable to what it is. Uh, San Giovese for the center of Italy and Biolo for the north. Vulture is one of the best places where you can grow a It's a volcano, an ancient volcano, it has been uh, working and erupting for more than five hundred thousand years, and it has been working the geological way all the soil, many different ways. So you have, for example, we own different parcel in different village, and we harvest and fermenting and aging for the first year all separately because we know that they will give us something different. And my work is to express this different in the best way and then blend it with all the parcels to make my wines. We produce four labels and two blend of all the vineyards we own. One, the first one which is the Greekos, which is the brand for a an gentle and easy Iannico. It's an interpretation to show what it can be a Iannico for the people. And then the Grifaco, which is the flag name of the wineries, which is the classical Ayani. what really is Ayanico. More open, more long in the mouth. And then we work with these single vineyards, the oldest we own, one in the village of Mosquito, and one in the village of Ginesso. That's why we call it Da Gines and Da Mosquito. And this is more like a Piedmont style of what I learned in Piedmont and what I, have. I learned in university from many friends I made there. And it's a long maceration. More than 60 90 days on skin contact, and then twenty, twenty-two 22 months in big oak and a kind of year in bottle. Same works in for the seller for Mosquito, same work for the seller in the seller for Dogenestra. Exactly the same, the same vintage, and we show it always together because we want to show different era.
2: Absolutely, I, I, love, I love the versatility of the wines, and I, I want to go back to the one the Alianico for the people. Yes. Because a big part of wine, as we know it, it's, it's the community and the culture that's around it. Something that I find, like, that's still, of course, we have, like, Matera was named as, like, you know, the capital and whatever. But, like, Basilicata is a region. And then going into Vulture, taking this wine as an example. What is, like, that, that wine culture, that food culture in your area?
0: It's, um, for the people there ayanico is the only thing. There's nothing else. All the old people owns a little piece of vineyards. They make their own wine and they drink it <laughs> on the table, lunch and dinner. Always they bring it with them in this uh, in the vineyards to work and then have a drink under a peach tree or apple tree. Or you know, it's, it's still it's an old agriculture. That's what it is. And Ayaniko has been there since the beginning, since ever. And for them, it's the flag, the only wine they can drink. And it's something that's part of their culture. They use it for everything. It's something that I learned when I came there. For example, they never planted anything else like Merro, Cabernet, which is everywhere in Italy, many places. No, no way. Mm-hmm. Only they stuck with the, stick with the Iannico and that's it. It's amazing the Vultore because it's an Iannico that can be so elegant that it doesn't have any comparison in other places in Italy.
2: No, exactly. And it's so reminiscent of the area, right? It's like, it's these time capsules in Basilicata. And it's what makes it so special and so much. And I want to talk about this because, you know, young people in the wine world, they, they like to travel, but sometimes they feel like they don't know certain areas. And Basilicata has always been that kind of, place it's right by a lot of famous places doesn't take long to get to
0: Split.
2: yes Just I know before. I know where it splits because <laughs> I went to well I was still in Campania but it was I was in like in the it's the province of Salerno but like in the mountains like, I was I think like I don't know 20 kilometers from uh, Potenza yes. so I was like wait and then they were like no, no no we're still in Campania I'm like but this is so beautiful and crazy I was like where am I but, um, yeah, no, I, I want to take that opportunity to talk about that, to encourage people, but I, to, to put a fun little spin on it, though, how about we do this? If someone was to come visit you, can, like, let's say like a weekend or something, yeah. can you give a little itinerary?
0: Um, for our historical people, you have to go to, except Matera, of course, but you have to go to see Malfi and, uh, uh, archeological museum, which is... Amazing, really amazing. The city and all the castle around. I mean, Castle of Melfi, Venosa. You need to know Federico II was the owner, of the ruler of the south, and loves this area. He loved this place, and he spent many times looking around, hunting, and he wrote a book about falconry, uh which actually is one of the first botanic example in all the world history. He draw. Every single plant, flower that you could find in the area. And you can still find it walking around. So it's an amazing example of uh, pure nature that's been stuck since the beginning.
2: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And so, that's, see, that's the beauty. is like being able to actually like explore and have... Oh God, I've been in the city too long. I'm like now just saying... It just Araccio, the smells...
0: Orate was born in Venosa, So there is all the... I know it's one of the most famous poem in in his history, of Roman history. Yes. So you, can, you go there and it's everywhere.
2: Did you feel like reborn again when you were in Basilicata a little um, bit?
0: I'm happy because it's like uh, uh, I rest there. I mean, it's like my it's a peaceful place. I work, I get outside in the evening. Uh, the, one of the most beautiful things about Basilicata is the light. It's one of the most beautiful light you can ever found. So sunset. Even for a photographer, it's really important family, and so you just you just watch there and say, okay, I'm I'm happy. It's fine.
2: <laughs> I'm happy. Basilicata equals happiness. Yes. With Alianico and Mano. always <laughs> amazing. Well, grazie so much, Lorenzo. Is there anything else you'd like to share? I don't
0: know. Drink vulture, of course. Drink vulture.
2: <laughs> I'm with you. It's delicious, and you should try the Nivolco wines if you haven't already. And more importantly, go to the dog. Skip the Malficos. Bye. Let's take the other highway.
1: As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pots.